The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Welcome to it. What is it? I don't know. Of course I do. It's Chewing the Fat with me, Jeff Fisher. Chewing the Fat on the Blaze Podcast Network uh, every day, Monday through Friday. Plus, uh, you know, I started, I gave you a Saturday podcast this week, and I think I might do that again. Uh, just just to give you something to, you know, get you through the weekend. Maybe. Yeah, because, you know, I get busy. Uh, days get long. And, whew, it's been cold and rainy. And really don't want to do anything. Just like when it's hot dry you don't want to do anything but it's cold and windy you don't want to do anything it's hot and wet you don't want to do anything there's a lot of jokes with those lines i just gave you you go ahead and write them yourself okay so now you can send them in email you know what i'll use your jokes send them in chewing the fat at the blaze.com send them in and I'll I'll, I'll 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 do the joke of the day with your jokes. In fact, I'll start. I'll give you a joke of the day a little bit later on in this podcast because I just read one earlier today, and I I actually LOL'd. No, I, I mean I, I laughed out loud. I laughed out loud. Okay, that's what I did. I actually LOL'd. <laughs> I just want you to know that uh, either today or tomorrow could be my last day. I know. I know. And you're thinking, oh, Glenn finally smartened up, huh? No. No. Well, maybe. We, <laughs> all, we, all he did was say hi to me today once, so whew, could be in trouble. But the uh, tonight, if you're listening to this podcast on the 16th of October, tonight, Mega Millions, 654 million. Tomorrow, Powerball, 345 million. Almost a billion between two of them, right? Now, look, I don't, I don't want to be greedy and say I could win both. I mean, that's just silly. It's just silly. I know that. But, uh, man, would it be nice to win one of those? Would it be nice? Now, this isn't the biggest. Do you remember? Uh, the biggest one was back in 2016, the Powerball that went over a billion, 1.5. That was shared by three winners. Ooh, that would, I mean, I, I'd take it. But to have to share it? Now, the Mega Millions was won back in July, the last time, with 11 co-workers for $543 million. So the cash payout is what? $300 million. And you got to split that up 11 times. What do you get, 18 bucks? About that? Wow, that wouldn't be really worth it. And then the, the last uh, Powerball was the guy that won it in Staten Island, right, for $245 million. One guy. That's the way you got to do it. Now, the writer of this article, uh, and it ticks me off, A.J. Willingham. A.J., just because you hate the lottery, man. The rest of us have hope. Okay. Now, in his article, of course, the actual amount you will win, you will win, is considerably less than a billion dollars. Not just because of taxes and annuities and fine print things. What are the fine print things, AJ? You're the guy writing the article. Tell me the fine print things. What are those? 
the amount you will win is likely zero because of the odds of winning either jackpot are one in several hundred million. So, I have hope. If I lose my hope in the lottery, the word done. The world is over. That's my theory. AJ, if you'd like to talk to me about my world outlook and theory, you can call me. I'll talk to you. Because uh, I'd be happy to let you know, when we lose hope, that's the one thing we have left in America. Hope. When we lose hope. When they, and this, oh, you know what? This is a line I used on Pat Gray Unleashed during my Chewing the Fat segment with Pat Gray Unleashed in the old show on the afternoons, now it's the mornings, uh, here on the Blaze Radio Network. Um, when you, when, <laughs> when they start stopping giving out lottery payments, we're doomed. A couple of states have already tried. Hey, you won? Yeah, we can't pay you right now. We'll pay you in a little while. Ooh, that is not good. Not good. If once they start, once they start stopping, you're in trouble. That's it. So I saw an interview uh, posted about Nicole Kidman, and the headline was "Being Married to Tom Cruise Shielded Me from Me Too." And I thought, wow, that's interesting. So I took a look at the article, and I just want you know. Nicole and she kind of she's okay. She's all right, you know. But it's, Tom is still a superstar, though, right? I mean, Nicole has been riding on his coattails since day one, and she says that she was twenty-two when she was married to Tom. She did that Days of Thunder. I don't think they were married yet when Days of Thunder. And then, uh, you know, Tom was. Uh, she doesn't like to talk about it because she's really in love with Keith now, and. She doesn't like to talk about her marriage with Tom. Shut up. Everybody else does. But she said that Tom was already established superstar, right? I mean, it's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise has been established superstar for, I don't know, 100 years now. He's made a deal with the devil. And uh, she claims that because she was married to Tom, she was working and got work done, but didn't have to worry about being harassed for jobs. I believe that to be true. Right? The wife of Tom Cruise? You're going to try something with that? Uh, No. (laughs) No, you are not. But she also, in this interview, talked about, and of course she's doing an interview now because she's, you know, hawking the new movie. That's when they all speak because they're out, you know. Yes, I really wanted to say something controversial. But remember, watch my new movie. And did you know that she's going to be Gretchen Carlson? Gretchen Carlson in the new movie uh, about Fox News and uh, uh, Roger Ailes? I mean, that's... I did not know that. That's interesting. That's interesting. Do you have any phone calls, Ivan? Because... uh, if I remember right, Gretchen Carlson was one of the ones that took a bunch of money, and she was supposed to have one of those STFU papers, right? Those papers where you're not you take money, you take money, and you you can't say anything that you took it. 
Yeah, I know. The old school attorneys called them NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. I believe in today's world, they are the uh, STFUs, pieces of paper. And I'm pretty sure she signed one of those STFUs. I could be wrong, but I seem to remember that. And we've got to do something about that. Stormy Daniels, same thing. We'll talk a little bit about Stormy here in a little bit. But there's another example. She took money and signed the STFU pieces of paper, right? And they all signed the STFUs until they think, oh, I can get more money now. And it's the Me Too movement, so it doesn't matter. I can just say anything I want and nobody will do anything. We've got to stop that. Because otherwise, the courts mean nothing. I get it. Something if If you believe that something bad happened to you and you actually can prove it, then why settle? Take them down. And that, oh, they were my bosses and I was concerned and scared for my life. Shut up. Is that too harsh for the Me Too movement? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Right there's the problem, Jeff. We come into your eyes. Shut up. But if you take the money, if, if you come to me and say, Jeff, what you did was wrong, and I'm thinking about taking you to court, and I say, no, please don't do that. Here, take some money, but I'm going to give you this money, but I don't want you to have to be able to sue me in the future, so sign this STFU piece of paper, please. So that I don't have to worry about you going around blabbing. I know that I have this STFU. Because that's what you said. You're going to STFU. And take the money. Then we're done. That's the same thing that happened to Cosby. I'm not sticking up for Bill Cosby. I'm just saying that's the same thing. The judge opened up a closed a closed deal. They opened it back up. I mean, I, I, I'll stop. I'm sorry. I, I went down I went down a bad road. I'm sorry. Now, I'm sure you heard the news that uh, the judge dismissed the uh, defamation lawsuit against the president from Storby Daniels and uh, Avenetti, her attorney. And of course, uh, the president could not let that one go. Um, so he tweeted. Um, This is a tweet from our president, Donald Trump, Uh, at real Donald Trump, verified blue check. Federal judge throws out Stormy Daniels lawsuit versus Trump. Trump is entitled to full legal fees at Fox News. Great. Now I can go after Horseface and her third rate lawyer in the great state of Texas. She will confirm the letter she signed. She knows nothing about me. A total con. <laughs> now, that's the first time I'd heard her called Horseface. It's pretty good. I mean, there's only been a couple of strong contenders for Horsefaces. John Kerry. Right? And Sarah Jessica Parker. Right? Those two. I mean, we have, I mean, the joke, when the horse walks into a bar, the bartender says, hey, what's with the long face? So, I mean, that's the joke, right? I mean, that's the, hey, John Kerry walks into a bar, what's with the long face? Hey, Sarah Jessica Parker walks into a bar. Ooh. 
Uh, that's a Liam Neeson horse there with Sarah Jessica Parker. Anyway, she uh, walks into a bar, and the bartender says, hey, what's with the long snake? <laughs> and remember the Sarah Jessica Parker stuff. And uh, so then Chris Cruz says, here, look at this. And he takes me to Sarah Jessica Parker looks like a horse dot com. <laughs> it is hilarious. Whoever took care of it has got uh, and they have different people. Uh, there's there's one up here that you know, Celine. There's, if you look for horse faces and stuff, so they show Celine Dion next to horses and stuff. But this particular, <laughs> he's got all these different snapshots of Sarah Jessica Parker with a similar look-alike horse side by side. You can't tell the difference. I like Sarah Jessica Parker. Stop looking at me like that. I was forced to like her in Sex in the City, okay? Who hasn't watched every Sex in the City episode and every movie to make the wife happy? You haven't? Well, I have. I have, my friend. Okay? And on top of the uh, Stormy Daniels uh, horse face... Stormy walks into a bar. Hey, what's with the long face? <laughs> the judge is making Avenatti and uh, Avenatti, whatever you want to call him, and Sarah Jessica or Stormy pay. <laughs> apologize, wrong horse. Uh, Stormy pay for the court costs. So all you people that gave Stormy money to her GoFundMe page now paying Trump's legal fees. Come on, man. If you, I, I, you can, you can hate Trump until the end of tomorrow, but that's exactly why you hate him. Cause that guy wins that kind of stuff. And he has, he has all his life. It has all his life. And one, uh, one more, uh, quick note on, uh, the Trumps. I don't know if you've seen the TI video, uh, pretty impressive, <laughs> It's, uh, you know, what's the title? I ain't Kanye or I ain't your Kanye or whatever it is. I mean, it's, it's, it, and it's in the, it shows clips of Donald and Melania. And then it sh- switches to them in the oval. Wish he would have rented the oval from us. Cause that meant they would have filmed it here. Cause then he has Melania up on the resolute desk. <laughs> and it, you know, it's, it's blurred out enough to look like Melania. I mean, Look, look, I don't know if it's Melania or not. I, I'm, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt that it's not. All right. And she's, you know, wearing the Melania jacket. Don't, don't care. Do you? And that's, she's, that's what she's wearing is the, that jacket. No, no, you don't understand. That's it. Okay. That jacket. And, and she does have, I believe she does have heels on, if I remember the video, right? So she's got shoes on and she's got that jacket on. Yeah. I mean, what more do you need? So anyway, now the report is, is that the Melania Trump spokesperson is calling for a boycott of the rapper. Stop it. Don't do boycotts. You've just brought so much attention, you brought so much attention to that video by asking for them to boycott it. 
It's exactly what he wanted. You gave the good thing. And I hope Donald sets you straight, too. I hope he calls you into his office, Melania's spokesperson, and has a little chat with you. Because, and maybe Melania will, look around to the people that have been bashing Trump that are just dying for Donald to say something. Just dying. Like Eminem. Oh, my gosh. Eminem is practically slicing his wrists open for Donald Trump to say something on Twitter to him. To promote his stuff. You know what Donald Trump has done? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, Eminem has done, seriously, Eminem has done everything but slice his wrist to get Donald Trump to comment on his stuff. Because all, because he just, you know, his hatred for Trump and there's nothing happening. It's just a, it's just like nothing. It's like he doesn't exist. I've been waiting for someone to ask our president, uh, Mr. Mr. President, Mr. President, what do you think about the M&M uh, video? M&M's? Yeah, I like them plain. Next question. So normally when you hear, and now, Jeff Fisher, and you get the point, that's when you're supposed to start talking? All right. And now, me. I just pointed at myself. That's what Campbell's soups are. Mm-mm, good. Okay. We all remember that jingle, right? Most of us remember that jingle. That's what Campbell's soups are. Mm-mm, good. Now, Campbell's soup is trying to woo younger shoppers. This is the story, the Wall Street Journal. It's vowing to continue targeting its namesake brand at Gen X customers, while its organic soup brand. Uh, Pacific Foods lures higher income and older millennials. Okay, Campbell's. Maybe we cut down on all the eight zillion different brands. Because I know you've got, I was looking through uh, what some of the Campbell soups are. Now, this story that that I opened up from 2010, all right? Popular varieties that have been enjoyed by generations. Tomato, cream of mushroom, chicken noodle. Right? Tomato was introduced in 1897. Cream of mushroom and chicken noodle, 1934. Um, this was in, this story is from 2010. Combined, Americans consume 2.5 million bowls of these three soups each year. I mean, that's... Pretty good. Now, they, the company has evolved. Uh, this is in 2010. Uh, they have their condensed line expanded to include contemporary varieties like cream of broccoli. Who doesn't love cream of broccoli? Uh, a line of healthy request, chunky home cooking, ready-to-serve soups, 32 ingredients, combined to make Campbell's vegetable soup. Now, one of the earlier soups was oxtail soup. Mm-mm. Does that sound good? Made with meaty oxtail joints, vegetables, and nourishing barley. Ten cents a can. Now, I was looking for the jingle because I was trying to tell Campbell's, look, just go back to what made you. All right? Go, don't try to force all this other blah, blah, blah. Soup is a meal. Sell that. It's cheap. You don't want to call Uber Eats. 
you don't want to call Uber. You don't want to go out to a restaurant. You'd like to stay home. You've had a long day. Soup comfort food. A can of Campbell's soup. That's what Campbell's soups are. Mm -mm, Good. We were on a mission to find that jingle. The first one we found. See? Right. Okay. So that's one of the first ones we heard. And it still isn't. That's what Campbell's soups are. Mm-mm, good. Then we found, which you know, I'm okay with maybe Campbell's doing a throwback, uh, you know, modernizing these old. 1930s 1940s 1950s but really what i'm thinking of is the the ones that you know the 60s and 70s maybe the 80s maybe i don't know we'll have to see what the 80s were so then we found this one another day another sandwich hey what's that chunky steak and potato chunky sandwich. steak and potato hey what have you got chunky beef burger want to taste Campbell's chunky, all right. Big chunks of vegetables and big chunks of meat in a thick, tasty broth. Delicious. With a roller salad, chunky makes a light meal your family. Oh, uh, yeah. Love. Campbell's chunky. It's the right light meal. Tastes great, Mom. Okay, it's the right light meal. Tastes great, Mom. No, that's what Campbell's soups are. Mm-mm, good. Plus, what's a roller salad? That's what I want to know. Now, perhaps, I, you know, listen, I got the joke. You know, of course you don't know what a roller salad is. You ever have a salad in your life, fat man? I just want to know what a roller salad is. That's all. I don't know what that is. I should probably look it up, but I'm too lazy. Then we found... Hold me, hold me, won't you me? Oh. Hug me. Yes. Come to tears. Tears. That's as close as they get to the jingle for me. Now, you know, maybe I'm imagining this jingle actually was a part of our lives. Campbell Soups will probably say, we don't know what you're talking about, fat man. Here's a million years of Campbell Soup commercials, and none of them said, that's what Campbell Soups are. Good, but I'm telling you that it existed out there. Either way, I think we bring back, we do some throwbacks, and you're going to gain some millennials with some throwbacks. Modernize the older commercials, and I'm pretty sure you'll gain. I mean, that's my that's my that's my advertising plan for Campbell's. All right, throw it back, a little modern touch to it. <laughs> Sales will be huge. I mean, I should say you're welcome, but really what I'm saying is 
That's what camel soups are. Good. I'm thirsty. Let's get over to the water coast. Seriously, I need a drink. Desperately need a drink, man. I'm not lying. Oh my gosh. If there's, if, seriously, if there's anything better than a cold Coke Zero, you know, drink wise, I don't know what it is. All right, so we're hanging out here in the water cooler. Just a couple of things to, uh, you know, Peak our interest here as we're hanging out in the break room. Like the new, remember the new remember the dating app for Trump supporters. <laughs> uh, big surprise, um, Donald Daters aimed at American-based singles. Uh, all for Donald Daters. Uh, yeah, all the uh, all the uh, information uh, was breached. That's all. Don't worry about it. Ah, that's all. You don't worry about it. So what? Right. Look, it was just exposed to everybody. That's all. And the, look, the, the the app and the data was all pulled offline as soon as somebody figured out that it was breached. That's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And why are we beating up Sebastian Gorka? Why? Sebastian Gorka. Now, we've heard him. He's been on this network before. I'm pretty sure Jackie Daly has talked to him once or twice before. And I like I like a lot of his uh, ideas. You know, he's a, he's a different bird. I got it. So am I. So are you. We're all different birds. That's what makes us special. Now, he's in trouble because they're picking on him for following uh, 40 plus women. And Honey Milf 40 on Instagram. <laughs> now, I just want to say, I'll let you know tomorrow if those are worth anything. Because I didn't, uh, I didn't realize I could follow those pages. And I was looking at, you know, just testing it out for you because I want to see what he was following. And uh, It's followed by 32,000 Instagram users. Come on. That's a big it's a big Instagrammer. Right? The 40 plus women beautiful page. You know, just give them and why can't we just follow who he wants to follow? Leave him alone. We also found out that uh IBM has a new X-Force Command Cyber Tactical Operations Center. First of its kind, so they say. I'm going to prove them wrong. Mobile Cybersecurity Training Center. Coming to a college campus or security event near you. Its purpose, help companies train and respond to cyber attacks and provide on-site support. One use case for IBM is to bring command center to sporting events and other large gatherings that could use a heavy cybersecurity presence. This thing is probably not going to pass inspection at your local way station. It's got 20,000 feet of networking cable, a telescoping light tower, uh, which is as bright as like 60 car headlights, two mounted satellite dishes, 22 workstations, five HD cameras, and a 12-foot-long exterior display. Yeah, it's the 18-wheeler. It's part of the IBM's 
$200 million plus investment into cybersecurity response facilities. Okay, I just want you to know that uh, they were saying, uh, first of its kind, um, perhaps they didn't see the documentary Live Free or Die Hard with uh, Bruce Willis as a John McClane and Timothy Oliphant as Thomas Gabriel. But uh, Thomas Gabriel uh, drove around in, <laughs> in giant semi-trucks uh, with uh, his command center. Uh, in the back of the trailer of the truck. So, uh, IBM, uh, you stole the idea from uh, Die Hard movies. Okay. The documentary, uh, Live Free or Die Hard, check it out. Uh, which is actually, like, I'm a Die Hard fan. But that's not a bad one. Live Free or Die Hard, I liked it. It was good. Timothy Oliphant is great. Uh, there's some great John McClane fights. That's the one where he shoots himself in the shoulder to shoot Oliphant at the end. Oh. Oh, no. Sorry, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of the Die Hard movies. So, I mean, that's, apparently IBM is as well. Ha, ha, ha. Right? Yeah, yeah. All right, and since we're in the break room, I'll give you the joke of the day. Don't forget you can send in your jokes uh, earlier today at uh, The Blaze, at uh, ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. So a blonde walks into a drugstore and asks the pharmacist for some bottom deodorant. The pharmacist uh, looks a little confused and explains to the woman that they don't sell anything like that or anything called bottom deodorant, never have. The blonde assures him that she is buying the stuff from this store on a regular basis and would like some more. And the pharmacist still confused. We don't have any. I, I always get it here, says the blonde. The pharmacist, do you have a container and comes in? I mean, maybe we can take a look at it. Yes, says the blonde. I'll go and get it. She returns, hands it to the pharmacist. The pharmacist looks at it and says, this is just a stick of underarm deodorant. The blonde snatches the container back from the pharmacist, turns it on its head, and reads out loud from the container. To apply, push up bottom a house where a victim of the Salem witch trials once lived is on the market for six hundred thousand dollars just in time for Halloween nearly four thousand square feet it was built in 1638 once the home of John Proctor, who was convicted of witchcraft and hanged in 1692. The six-bedroom, two-bathroom home. Ooh, we need to add another bathroom to that bad boy. Take a look at it. I mean, it's a cool-looking house. And it's, one of the, you know, it's a big, big old house, so, but it still needs, I mean, you're looking at six bedrooms and only two bathrooms? That's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. In today's world, that's a problem. All right, so the six-bedroom, two-bathroom home in Peabody, which is, at the time, was part of Salem. Uh, that's kind of cool. The home's owner died uh, earlier this month. Uh, the, the vice president of the Peabody Historical Society tells the Salem News the organization is looking into whether it's feasible to purchase the home and 
make it a public resource. Well, all I know is if they need help selling it, they should call Mercury Real Estate Agents. They should just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. I know. This, see, once again, this guy, they got a great house. I mean, it's kind of cool. It's got great history. And yet they expect just to put up a for sale sign with a couple of balloons and somebody's going to stop by and buy the house. Doesn't happen like that anymore. They need professionals that know exactly what they're doing. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Okay. Agents in over a thousand towns all over America want to earn your business. Highly rated agents who get the job done. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. And if you are looking to sell, you're looking to buy, you obviously want to sell high, buy low. That's where you need someone that knows exactly what they're doing. I, on the other hand, without realestateagentsitrust.com, have always sold low and bought high. It's supposed to be the opposite way. It's supposed to happen. You're supposed to buy low, sell high. But without any expertise from realestateagentsitrust.com, I went the other way. Duh. Don't be like me. Realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, let's go to the fat pile. All right, if you're listening to this on the 16th of October, 2018, tonight is the season premiere of The Connors. Uh, that's the, yep, that's right, Roseanne without Roseanne. Uh, I mean, it's the show's The Connors, and it's the, the, they should just call it This is Roseanne without Roseanne. And I told you, I told you it was a, it was just, it was just an ad campaign. Okay, I want to just I'm going to back up for just a second here, okay? Because Chris Cruz in my ear is saying, "You didn't tell them. You just told me." All right. Okay. Listen to me. Follow me on Twitter at Jeffy MRA, Facebook Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram Jeff Fisher Radio. Those of you that already follow me already know what I thought of the ABC campaign about their indecisiveness and we probably shouldn't have fired Roseanne and we were, it was just a knee jerk reaction and we probably should have waited. And I knew that it was just them trying to sell the show, get people to recognize the show and realize that the show is still good. I've seen a couple of the trailers. It didn't look bad. I thought it was okay. I get what they, she was going to knee surgery. I watched them all. I thought the season was great. She was going into knee surgery. So she's just going to die in, in knee surgery. That's going to be the end, and they'll have the struggle of losing mom and losing the wife and losing the aunt and losing the sister and losing the daughter. And I mean, I've already written eight shows for them. What do they want? So I knew it was a ruse that they didn't. They, they of course, they were happy they fired Roseanne. It was, I, be, I believe it was a bad move. I really do. I, I think it was a knee jerk reaction, and they just shot from the hip, and they shouldn't have. But it's okay. They did it. They live with it. She apologized, and she cared so much about the, the the people that she gave up all the rights so that they could all do the show. She's such a horrible person. No. And she's whacked out of her mind. So what? So everybody else in Hollywood. So now, a couple days later, just like I told Chris Cruz, 
and, and I had you, of course, for those of you that follow me on stuff, that now they're saying, oh, filming the Connors uh, was emotional, but it's great, and the experts in the show is great, and it's going to be wonderful. It's one of the best shows we've ever done. So now we're, now we're just the opposite. Just wanted to get the news out there about the show. It's all just a, just a promo campaign. And Lori Metcalf, uh, Roseanne's sister, uh, on the show. Uh, don't forget, this is the type of, well, you know, what a wonderful person she is. And, and she's an actress, so she's going to do what she wants. But she's going to star with John Lithgow on Broadway in Hillary and Clinton. Yay! And don't forget, Bill and Hillary on tour. I mean, they're going to be in my neck of the woods come December. I'm thinking about going to see them. It might be worth. It might be worth seeing if I can get in for free. I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to give Bill and Hillary any money. But there, I mean, that's proof that they're still hurting for cash, right? I mean, the foundation, the foundation that they were used to tapping from, that's dried up. You ain't lying. And they have, you know, become accustomed to a lifestyle that they need some cash. Bill wrote a book. Hillary wrote a book. Hillary's still out there running her mouth. They're on tour now. I mean, she's been, Hillary is on at least two network shows for this special appearance. Uh, Murphy Brown, which was an agonizing scene with her in it, by the way. I mean, bad. By both Murphy and Hillary. But Hillary was Hillary. Murphy couldn't even make her look good. At least the episode that I saw in Madam Secretary, where Hillary was there, uh, uh, Colin Powell was there, and uh, who's the other uh, Secretary of State, the old lady? What is her name? Oh, uh, Madeline Albright. So then she's, so uh, what's her face? Tia Leone, Madam Secretary has got uh, these three on because of the the storyline. The White House was the White House had a rocket hit it and you know there so she's got to give a speech. The president's still alive. And the show's already been on. Oh gosh. How many spoilers do I have to get? All right, so never mind what I said. All right, just know that for some reason, Secretary, Madam Secretary has to meet with these former Secretary of States. And so they all get, they're all in the same room. And it was actually not bad. I mean, it, it, if you, you got to get past, you got to get past who they are, <laughs> which is tough to do. And what they say is, I mean, it's almost, you think that that's what they would say, or at least you would hope that's what they would say. I have a feeling that that's not what they would say in real life, but. Now, Albright, she's been on before. She's been on the uh, Madam Secretary before because um, of, uh, uh, you know, female Secretary of State and the, the struggles. Ugh. And don't look at me like, what are you doing watching Madam Secretary? I'm forced to. Right? I'm forced to. Now, for some reason, my wife likes this stupid show. I don't know why. I don't know why. But she likes the show. So, A, I don't mind looking at Tia Leone for an episode. 
She still looks good, right? And there's a couple other people on the show that aren't bad to look at. But she doesn't let me watch very much of it because when I, you know, she watches it on her own time. Because when I sit down and start watching it, she hates that I give her comment, commentary through the show of like real life stuff and that wouldn't happen and give me a break and they're starting to make comments of what's happening. It's just agonizing. So most of the time she's like, you can't watch Get Out. So I don't. Right? But she watched this episode with uh, the other Secretary of State, the former Secretary of State, and after it was over, she called me back in and played it back for me. Because <laughs> she knew that I would I couldn't take it when it was on, for, for real. I mean, she, for some reason, and I don't understand this at all. Maybe you can help me out. I don't understand this at all. For some reason, when I comment throughout shows she's watching, she doesn't like that. I know. I don't I don't understand it either. All right, my gosh, I could just keep going tonight. It's Tuesday. It's rainy. It's wet outside. I don't want to have to drive home. I'm here with you. We're just talking. I feel like keep just want to keep going, but probably should wrap it up. Drive safe. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. And remember, I mean, thanks for listening, but, you know, I don't know what you think you're doing without getting a little, you know, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. And you know what you have to do. Uh, you know, I'll let the whole, you know, explanation of how you got to rate and review until tomorrow. But rate, review, share. Have a good night. Oh, 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 oh,